Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. We'll be reading in Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 19. You know, uh, we treasure a lot of things in life. Uh, there are certain things that uh, mean a lot to us. I, I don't know if you have things that, that mean much. Uh, I know um, my parents, well, my dad yesterday, he went over to his uh, mom's house, which my grandmother had passed away uh, back in March. Um, they are, we're kind of going through some pictures and stuff, him and his siblings, and and uh, he brought some different pictures home that my grandma had had kept over the years, uh, different things, and uh, there, there was one picture in, in particular that was of my dad's grandfather, which my dad never met his grandfather. Um, he was a, uh, he'd passed away before my, my dad was born. So, you know, it, it, it's, as far as they know, the only picture they have of him, and, and, you know, I went there, my dad was showing me this picture of, of my, my great-grandfather, and, uh, you know, there are things that mean a lot to us, things that we treasure, things that we hold dear, but there is a particular treasure that I want to talk to you about this morning, one that we all have, one that is a treasure to all of us, your greatest treasure, and that is you. You are your greatest treasure, did you know that? Um Sometimes we may not feel like it. Sometimes we may not like ourselves very much, but we we do. We are our great treasure. Most of the things that you do in life are um, for you. I mean, not not that I'm calling you selfish or anything, but we eat so that our belly's full. We we put clothes on so that we're warm. We we do these things for us, right? And the question that we have to ask ourselves is what are we doing with the treasure that is us? Because it can be a little tricky at times. We take our life and we invest it in things that we feel give us worth. We take us and we we don't really take things, we actually give things. We give ourselves over to things. We invest our life into things, be it this or be it that. And those things, we derive worth from them. I, um, you know, people find worth in, in different things in life. Some people find their worth in, in their job. You know, their ability to excel at the work that they do. And, and maybe they're, they're uh, very, at a very high level in their field and, and, and very well respected. Some, some may find it in their athleticism. You know, hey, I'm, I'm a great athlete. I'm able to do uh, these great feats, feats of strength and, and, and perform these tasks. And that's, that's where they, they've invested their life, but it's also where they derive their value. It's where they get their identity. We have things in life that, that identify us. These are the things that we, we have 
marked and the, the things that we have given uh, a special place in our life and we've allowed them to give us identity. We find value in those things in our lives. You know, some people find value in their beauty. And, and I know, you know, for me, as, as I'm getting older and my, my beauty is slowly, slowly, slowly fading, you know, for someone like me who's for so long derived his value and his beauty, it, it, it can be kind of difficult to, to see a, a wrinkle here and there and and an additional one or two pounds that I may have packed on over the years. Ha ha, right? Yeah, well, one, or, one or two, you know. But, uh, so, we look at those things, and what happens when they fade? Well, we're going to read this scripture in Matthew chapter 6. It says this, verse 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moss, moth, and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And I want you to pay particular attention to verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This morning, I want to say this to you. Be careful where you're putting your heart. Be careful the things that you invest your life in, you invest your heart in, and you get your identity from. Be careful where it is that you place your heart. Because moths. You know, we don't really have a moth problem too bad anymore, do we? I remember you know, years ago, and, and, and still, you go in old houses, you'll smell mothballs. That's because people had a real problem with moths coming in and eating their clothes. That was a, that was a real thing. Uh, for, for me, and my, I, I've never really seen that as, as being a problem. Now, some of you guys probably have. You, you've seen the day when, when you used to have to worry about, well, we, we got moths in there, we got to watch, make sure they don't... But in, in their time, that was a real thing because the moth would come in and it would destroy fabrics, things that, that may be precious, but it would destroy those things fairly quickly. And then the other thing, you got rust. We, we know what rust is. You know, uh, rust is... Uh, how, many, uh, how many of you guys have ever owned a vehicle that got some rust on it? Yeah. That's how you know you're in... Southern Ohio, right? We all have owned or own a rusty vehicle. And what the bad part is, is, is that it's not just the aesthetics of it, it's not just the looks of it that's a problem, but you know when you have rust that there is a reaction happening to the material itself and it is actually weakening the material. It's not something that happened immediately, but over time, we begin to see the impact slowly, bit by bit, piece by piece. It fades, it goes away, it, it, it disintegrates. It changes its very nature. And then finally, we, we have this thief in here, and thieves, they, they, they take. 
That's what they do. They, they take. It, it just, it's there today. Boom. The thief have it. He runs off with it. Now it's gone. So we, we have, uh, as we read this scripture, there, there are three kinds of dangers that we need to be aware of. We need to be aware of the things that destroy our treasures. We need to be beware of the things that corrupt and change the nature of our treasures. And we need to beware of the things that steal our treasures. There are things in your life that will destroy your treasures. There are things that uh, basically you, you have it, and in a moment it's gone. When we, when we invest our treasures in other people, I, I, I can say this, unless you're very young, you, you've probably lost someone you love. Right? You, you have. And the pain, the pain that is associated with losing someone you love, someone that you are close with, is overwhelming. So much so that it, it, it really changes your life. But death is, is a destructive force in our lives. Death in this world is a destructive force. When, when, when we look at earthly things, when we look at the things of this earth, death is a thing that destroys. But now you and I, as men and women of God, we have a remedy for this. And that is laying up our treasures in heaven. I remember you know, when, when I was 13 years old, I lost uh, both of my grandparents, my grandfathers, my, my dad's dad, my mother's dad. I lost one in February, died of cancer. I lost one in March who, who had a heart attack. There was within a month of each other, I lost both of my grandfathers. It was absolutely devastating to our family. I mean, it was... Uh, you know, my, my grandfather who passed away of cancer, it was something that we seen kind of coming for a while. But then my, my grandfather got up on one Sunday morning getting ready for church and, and had a heart attack in the kitchen. And, and, and that, was, that was the end. That was it. And, and we're going through this process. We're, we're losing the people we love. And, and I remember at that time there, there was a song that, and, and I can't, uh, I, I know I can't remember all the lyrics. But um, the song was named Wish You Were Here. And, and I remember playing that at my grandfather's funeral. And, and, I, and it came because my brother said, you know, this is after, after we had lost my, my grandpa McCoy. And, and my brother said, I can just see the two of them up there in heaven together. When we lay up our treasures here on earth, if it's just about earthly things... If it's just about having that person here so we can touch and hold, and, and then, then, then when they die on this earth, then we're done. It's over. But when we lay up our treasures in heaven, when this isn't the end, when this isn't where it stops, when this is just the beginning, this is just the stepping off point to the next world, 
than the destruction that death brings isn't permanent. It doesn't destroy us. There are things that over time, over time, we see them corrupted and we see them fall apart, just like the rust. You know, I I'd mentioned my, my good looks, and that, that was kind of a, a joke there. Yeah, I know you guys can't believe that I, I was joking about that, but yeah, I, I was just kind of kidding. But you know, I am. I, I told my wife uh, uh, Friday night we were coming back from uh, Chillicothe Friday night, and we're driving down through there, and my shoulder is hurting. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I got arthritis in my shoulder. I said, she said, I don't know if it's arthritis or something else, but I said, uh, you know, that just over this past year, I've had issues with my knees swelling, my ankles are hurting, my shoulder's starting to hurt now, my elbow is bad. I mean, I, I've got, I, I know, I told her, I said, it just kind of hit me all at once. I've been doing really good up to this point, and then this year, all these things are happening, and, and here's, here's what's uh, really hard for me it's because i uh, believe it or not i know some of you going i've been kind of an athletic guy most of my life i've been a guy if i wanted to go out and do something i could go out and do it and i could do it at a, a semi-high level but i know this year when we're playing softball i really struggled i had to pitch all year i'm not really a pitcher i had to kind of but I, I pitched because i couldn't do anything else i couldn't run I, my my elbow hurts too bad for me to throw the ball in from the outfield anymore you know and and my knees are bothering me too bad to play third base because i i, I can't take off and stop like i as a matter of fact i would have to get someone to come in if i would make it to first i have to get someone to come in and run for me <laughs> yeah right so i've struggled with that you know, because that's something that, that for the previous 36 years of my life has been a part of my identity. But now, wow, I see that part of me starting to fade. I see that part of my life starting to fade. And, and, and I, I, I look at, I mean, there, there are, my, my youth is, is slowly going. You know, yeah, I, I can see where it picks up speed, you know, and, and, and I see these things and you guys, I know you all laughing because you're like, yeah, you have no idea yet, but, but you're understanding what I'm saying here, but let, let, let me, let me frame this for you. What, what happens if, if I get my identity from my, let, let's say that instead of just being kind of a, uh, a guy who likes to go out in the backyard and play football. What if, what if I'm a professional football player and all of a sudden I can't play professional football anymore? Yeah. We see a lot of guys who, who have difficulty moving on to that next phase of their life because their whole life, their identity has come from that thing. What if it's, I mentioned this, what if it's your job? But now, you can't really do the job you used to do. You was at the top of your field, but now you're kind of somewhere in the middle. Over time, 
Who we are is going to change. Who we are is going to change over time. I was a son. Now I'm a father. One day I'll be a grandfather. Maybe a great-grandfather. And as, as life go on, the, those roles just kind of add up. But things always change. How can we navigate in a world where everything is changing? How can we, navigate, how can we find anything consistent? And that is if we find our identity in Christ. Lay up your treasures in heaven. Find your identity in Him. Find your identity in what it is that He does in your life. Find your identity. Listen, I can't, I can't find my identity in being a preacher or pastor. Things happen. People, people quit calling. Right? I, I've told you guys before, you know, I went through that, that period of my life when no one was really calling me to come and preach for them. It happens. And when you're finding, when, when that's where you're getting your identity, all of a sudden it stops. Yeah, hey, it's good, good church stuff, but you can't find your identity in it. It has to be in something more than just doing church things. Jacob sings that song, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You guys have heard that? There's a um, scripture in 1 John chapter 3. Verse 1, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. You think about that. What manner of love has He bestowed on us that we're the sons of God? And then it says this, Therefore the world knoweth us, not because it knew Him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. I got reading this scripture, and, and it really, it started to bless me. Because in my mind, I'm reading this, and, and it says, uh, Brother, you know, we're, we're His sons, but it doesn't appear what we'll yet be. And, and I, I got thinking about my... My daughter, the other day, I come out of the bathroom, and I'm standing there, and I look at her, and, you know, she's kind of growing up. She used to be, you know, this big, and then this big, and then this big, and I looked at her, and she was, she was dressed ready for the day, and she, she looked beautiful. She really did. And I come over, and I just grabbed her, and I gave her a big hug, and, and of course, Mackenzie walked out there, and she's like, wow, what's that about? You know, everybody's wondering why I come over and gave Reagan this big hug. Because she's my daughter. I just want to hug her, right? But I, I looked at her, and I said, because you're 10 years old and you're getting more and more beautiful. But you remember when, when those kids, when they're babies, when they're, when they're little, when you're looking at them, what, is, what are they going to be? What are they going to look like? What, what are they going to become when they get older? And we have absolutely no idea. Because they're just this little tiny package and they're, they're bald or they got a little bit of hair and they just, they're weird looking. You know? I mean, I know babies are cute, but when you get right down to it, they look weird, too. Because they're like, they're tiny, and their, their limbs are out of proportion, and they got this huge head, and, and they're just weird looking. And you're like, what in the world is this thing going to come into? What's it going to be? 
And, and you're like, there's so much ahead of them. There's so much that they've got in front of them for good or for bad, but, but this is just the beginning. And then I got reading this scripture. I got reading this scripture, and it says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. We're not really sure what we are yet. We get a little, we're just like babies. We just have a little picture of what it is that we're going to become. One of these days, Jesus is coming back for us. And then in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we will be changed. And I'm telling you, when we are changed, we're not going to be like we are. We're going to be like He is. That's what the Scripture says. It says, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. I don't know what I am. I don't know what I'll be, but I know when He comes, when I see Him... I will be like him. This is just the beginning. I'm going through all these stages of things in this life. But yet in reality, I'm like an infant. This is just the beginning. And the best part of who I'm going to be is yet to come. The best part of who I'm going to be is still yet to come. Lay up your treasures in heaven. Where rust, time, can't take things away from you. In this life, in this physical realm that we live in, I know that I'm going to see myself physically go downhill. My limitations are going to be greater and greater. And there are times that I'm going to struggle with those things. But what I know is I am a child of God. And I do not know what I'm going to be like on that day when I see Him. But I know whatever He is, that is what I will be. And that is just enough to excite me. That is enough to excite me. That is enough for, for, for me to want to invest myself, my treasures in Him, and get my identity from being His child. And the thief, the thief can't steal it. The thief can't steal it. We go through life, and, and I will tell you that there are thieves not people, but there are things in our life that want to take our treasures. We don't, we don't care about this earthly stuff. But us, they want to start just taking away. The, you messed up. Oh, you did it again. You good for nothing. I don't know why. Have you ever, have you ever messed up? Well, I got one or two of you have made a mistake. While, well, the one or two of you guys that have made a mistake, I'm preaching to you right now. And then you, you made a mistake. It, it, it was a big deal, wasn't it? It maybe is a big deal. Maybe you're here and you've got something in your life that you're, you, you've messed up. You've made some mistakes in your life. And you're sitting here right now and you're dealing with those. Every time you come to church, all you can think about is your mistake. That's the thief trying to steal what it is that God's got for you. Every time you walk through the door, all you can think about is the thing you didn't do. The thing that should have happened. The thing that could have happened. 
The thing that someone said to you, the thing that hurt your feelings, uh, the, the thing, and that's all you can get in your mind when you walk into the church door. The Holy Spirit's on the work, but you just can't get past this thief who took this from you. This situation who took this from you. This circumstance that robbed you of your joy. The circumstance that, 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 that took your zeal. They just want to steal. They want to destroy who you are. You've messed up. You know you've messed up. You've let things come in your life that shouldn't be there. You've let things get between you and God that you know you shouldn't have. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. I want you to listen to this. Paul was praying because he had a thorn in the flesh. He had something that was going on in his life that he just couldn't get past. He just couldn't get over it. Every time he was doing it, it was, it was a thorn in the flesh. You ever get a splinter? It just, man, I hate when I get them on my fingers. Because every time you grab something, you can feel it. You know it's there. And sometimes we get those things in our spiritual life. We come to church and just every time we try to do something for the Lord, oh, ah, I feel that thing's still there. It's, it just never seems to be gone. I just can't get rid of it. Well, he's praying, Lord, why don't you take this from me? 2 Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 9, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. We, you and I, we get hung up so much on our shortcomings, on our weaknesses. What we can't do, what we're not able to do. That thing that just keeps going through our mind, that keeps, keeps us standing in the back. But my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So then Paul goes on to say, Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities. You catching this? I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. That's turning lemons into lemonade. In layman's terms. That's what he's saying. He said, I know I'm weak. I know I messed up. But instead of trying to pretend like it didn't happen, I'm just going to give God the glory for my weakness, for my mistakes, because even when I messed up, God forgave me. Some of you can't get past your mistakes enough to understand that the Lord's already forgiven you for them. You prayed and you said, Lord, forgive. But you just can't get over it. Because you know it's back there. You know it happened. You just can't get past it. But Paul said, you know what? The Lord wouldn't take it away from me, so I've decided that I'm going to give Him the glory in my weakness. Because where my weakness is, where people see my weakness, guess what they see? They see God's strength in me. They see His strength making up the difference. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches. Listen to this, it's crazy stuff. He's talking crazy things. 
Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then, then, then I am strong. For when I'm weak. Instead of, instead of putting your treasures down here where the thief can get them, just give it to God. The thief says, oh, here's your weakness, here's your weakness, here's, let me steal, let me take this away from you, let me take this away. You know what? Just give it to God, glory in it. Say, God, this is yours. My weakness is yours. My mistakes are yours. My shortcomings are yours. My, my failings are yours. It all belongs to you. So that the power of God can rest on your life. We let mistakes become a barrier between us and God when what He really wants us to do is to bring them to Him. We let our sin become a barrier between us and God when what He really wants us to do is bring it to Him. There are so many people who sit in church. They sit in church. There are people sitting here this morning who have let things in their life become a barrier between them and God thinking that it's too bad that he can't do something about it, that, that oh, I'm so embarrassed. We think that God is, is out there judging us when what he wants to do is to take those things from us and hide them in him so that he can provide the strength in our weakness. This morning... Whatever it is that's keeping you from being who you need to be in Christ, who He's calling you to be in Him, whatever it is, it's time to quit sweeping it under the rug, hiding it in the corner, and bring it to Him. Lord, here it is. You want my weakness? Here's my weakness. Take it. And he will. He does. He does. His. It's in your weakness that his strength is made perfect. Sometimes I, I think that we do ourselves a great disservice in church. We spend so much time trying to make believe when we when we walk through the doors of the church we come in with a facade that we put up about how perfect and how good and how great we are we don't have no troubles nothing goes on in our lives well you know it's okay if you know someone's sick we'll pray about that but, but what if i have a need that that's wow i i got angry with someone this week i shouldn't have done that we don't want no one to know those kinds of things You see what I'm saying? We don't want anybody to know those kinds of things. We don't want to pray about those kinds of things. We want to just pretend everything's good. As long as we keep pretending, as long as we keep pretending, then we're relying on our strength and our power. And we miss out on what the power of God could do in our life with those things.
But when we commit our life, we commit our lives to, Lord, I'm bringing you all of me. Not just the parts that I'm proud of. Not just the parts I want people to see, but I'm bringing you all of me. That's when we can see the power of God rest on our lives. We can see Him move through our lives to touch others. So where have you invested your treasures? Here? Earthly things? Things of this world? Things that can be destroyed? Things that can rust? Things that can be taken from you? Or have you invested them in heaven? Where all of those things are held safely in the hands of God. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.